Pass, 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 pass. Pass the poutine. This is the poutine. Fries, cheese curds, and chicken gravy. This is the poutine. Hi, everyone. It's your host, Nina, from Pass the Poutine Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, and her name is Helen. Hey, Helen, what's up? Hi, Nina, what's up? How's West Coast? <laughs> West Coast is good. It's really sunny. Um, As you know, always. I think we're, like, starting. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I see the shade, all right? I know it means a lot here. Um, I'm just but, jealous. You know, Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, no, we're starting phase two, so things mm. are like restaurants are opening up and stuff like that. But how are things in Toronto right now? I think we have it the worst when it comes to COVID, and like, yeah, yeah. just just because like we're so crowded here and all the international flights are coming in um, through Toronto, um, and we kind of don't know like how spread it is. I think within Toronto. <laughs> I think it's yeah. getting under control, but yeah, we're about to open. I think we're the stage two is already open, which means patio time. But Ooh. stage three is like yet to be open, and I think we're just waiting for that. But you know, like little beach parties and like the yeah young people gathering could really change that. So we'll see. No, yeah, that's awesome. I know the East Coast has it. Yeah, like especially Quebec, like it's it's really crazy over there. So yeah, I know. I don't know. Right? I think it's just I think it's just have, you guys just have more people and like more people go to Toronto than yeah, know, Vancouver. True. yeah. Vancouver did really well with contact tracing. I feel like yeah, yeah. I I don't like yeah. I mean on paper yes, but I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I think it's because we have a really high Asian population, and Asians are like super on the like Asians uh, in Vancouver have so been true. wearing masks before yeah. COVID. You know what I mean? So yeah, when COVID hit, like the most Asian heavy city or area com- was com- like a complete ghost town. Like wow. everyone just stayed inside. So I, I think that helped a lot. That man, that's awesome. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking we can talk about um how how we met. We met in Vietnam. Yeah, that one day. And I think that's all no. I like saw of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, really we were cool. in like, yeah, it was really like we were in a really um, like dingy kind of restaurant that was a pit stop for a tour that we were doing. In yeah. Moving. Yeah. So random. And like, so random. You're like, oh, can I use your phone charger? And I was like, absolutely. Like, I totally know how it feels to not have batteries in your phone. And then, like, I think we just talked for like 10 minutes and then we exchanged Instagrams. And then you were so now genuine. we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that? Like, how is it now? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know how that could happen. But, like, I just, we just connected for, like, I think we chatted for like 30 minutes. But yeah. we talked about such deep parts of us, too. <laughs> I think like I, I felt like I knew you by the end of the 30 oh. minutes <laughs> and I'm, I even had like I'm, things to yeah. follow up on afterwards you know like how did this go how did that go and like through Instagram like I got to see that you had attended this like kick-ass wedding in Vietnam oh, is that right my bro- yeah my brother got married back in November yeah mm-hmm. so it was like pretty interesting for because mm-hmm. it was my first time going to like a traditional Vietnamese wedding too mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. yeah no it was so cool and then like when I was talking to you, I was like oh my god you you have lived such like a such a life I don't know how to say it like <laughs> like you, you've gone through so I much and then life. I was like 
a lived yeah a, like a life like I can't even say life you know and I, I'm so happy that you're on the show today just so you can can talk about it because for me personally I think we vibe because we're both similar in the sense that we we care a lot about identity and like mm. culture mm. and 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 the reason we care about it, I feel like, because it's been such a point of contention in our lives, yeah, like, yeah. for forever, right? The eye of but the storm, ho- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So I was I was hoping you can share a bit about that. Um, let's first talk about your life in Korea and then the transition from Korea to Canada. Mm, so I am Korean, um, like, probably 100%, but who knows um the reason why i wanted to do like a video with you um is because Mm. i recently cut my hair really short and it's almost (gasps) like a shortcut but lo and behold i have very curly hair like people won't believe how curly it is like without seeing it that's why i wanted to like surprise you with that (laughs) oh no yeah it's okay i'll send you a picture but i literally have an afro if you would believe me (laughs) i do like i have an asian afro for a girl too. You might not be 100% Korean. Yeah, (laughs) that's why I looked into the ancestry when I was younger because I always had that curly hair. Mm. Especially in elementary school, like it was really coming out. Um, And like I have a video of me where like I put 17 pens in my hair, which is now for like the round thing above my forehead (laughs) and it doesn't fall off. And when I shake my head, like 17 pens just fall to the ground. (laughs) It's real. Anyways, um, yeah, so um, that's like another thing, right? Like your identity is not just Mm -hmm. one thing, but I'm sure that we'll get into it it a little later. But um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was uh, born and raised in Korea until I was 12 and then moved to Vancouver, um, North Van, proudly representing uh, when I was 12. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, definitely. What was... Mm. What was the the reason that your parents wanted to to move to Canada when you were twelve? Mm. So do you know? Yeah, I, I do know. But like that answer actually became more dynamic um, later Ooh. as I got older and when I got okay. to understand the deep sort of things in my family also. So mm. I thought it was just for our education first, like when That's we were. That's what they moving. always say. Yeah. All the Asian parents are like, it's for your future. Right. My parents were not, like, weren't putting on that much pressure when it comes to studying. But I, yeah, like, my mom wanted to study. She, mm-hmm. yeah, she loved studying and she wanted to study Chinese medicine. <laughs> oh, cool. So, yeah. And uh, we were originally going to go to the US. And thank God that didn't happen. But um, in Virginia, like my aunt, so my mom's sister was owns and runs a Chinese medicine practitioner, like oh. an acupuncture place. That's yeah, so cool. Clinic. I'm like, I, I have so much like interest in Chinese medicine. But, <gasps> really? Yeah, it is yeah, really interesting. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah, really cool. Exactly. It really could help mm-hmm. you like build your stamina or things like that, like that, like natural immunity um Mm -hmm. yeah that that really helps you prevent some of the major diseases from coming your way (laughs) i feel you girl i feel you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so then so now you're you're in canada and you know being 12 that's such a such a what's the word like such a a pivotal age yeah development yeah and then then you're suddenly in a completely different environment Mm -hmm. 
how how was how was adapting i think a lot of people a lot of immigrants would empathize with that with this but yeah that was a very like by 12 you kind of know you're trying to figure out in the midst of all your peers and your friends who you are like do you get along with other people like do people like you or do people dislike this side of you like are you do you have leadership like there's a lot of social aspects that you are finding out about yourself Mm-hmm. And so I think I was pretty secure in that sort of spot. Um, I remember, yeah, like like most of my teachers, like in Korea, uh, in Korea, there's a report card include used to include like um, qualitative measurement, <laughs> not measurement, mm-hmm. but qualitative aspect. And they would like tell your parents how this kid is doing, what the teacher think about right. her stuff yeah and uh, mm-hmm. yeah most of my report cards said like you she got kind of gets along with everybody and um i was a class president for like three years straight before coming to canada and i just landed oh. and so like my first day was still like i was very in a secure place like, i didn't know anything but i thought that i spoke mm-hmm. english because the hagwons that i went to oh awesome. yeah. yeah yeah you're mm-hmm. familiar with the hagwons uh, uh, a- 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 uh, after school academic uh, tutoring yeah. something. It's, it's hard to explain in English, right? It's yeah. like after school that te- parents pay for to get extra education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, yeah, so I was very secure first. And then mm-hmm. it just slowly started to hit me that I am not, I can't really be that person here. Because I just yeah. didn't know how to communicate who I am to other people. First, because mm-hmm. of language barrier. Second, because of culture, right? Yep. Like what is yep. celebrated, what is liked here, and what they are talking about is very different. Their life is very different from mine. So mm-hmm. I didn't know how to relate to the kids in the class, to the adults. Um, and... Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't process it like right away in thoughts because 12 year old you kind of feel things but you don't have the words or have the processing exactly. power to go through and talk about it. So I haven't mm-hmm. talked about it and really grasped what it meant. Like I think um, the, the first three years meant for me um, until like later on and I'm still unpacking that not in a, fi- not in a stance of like victim mindset but like I don't feel mm-hmm. like that at all um mm-hmm. but I just like find it interesting how that has how I like felt like I lost um who I thought I was until I was 12 like the way of behaving yeah. and I slowly right. regained yep. it Oh, I yeah. love it. Yes, yes. Yeah, as I was. I, I, yeah, and, I love it. Yeah, and I'm still like becoming fully myself. I'm in that process, right? But I think it's of not course. just an immigrant thing, but in like it's a human thing that we are finding out, like gathering the pieces of that identity mm-hmm. as we go. Exactly. I don't think it ever really ends, right? Kind of like learning, yeah. like we learn about things in life, but also about ourselves. And then the who we, it, I think that it's funny because people are like find find yourself and find out who you are but i don't think like yourself at this age is going to be different from yourself 5 years later or in 10 years oh, and stuff 100%. like that so i think right yeah. so there's no like concrete self it's just a fluid kind of changing thing and stuff like that so for sure yeah, I, I think that that's so that's so so mature of you to to think about it that way because you know like i i was born and raised in canada i've lived in canada my whole life but i still have like mad identity issues and i feel like a lot of my friends don't 
have that like my other Asian Canadian friends don't have that and I don't Mm -hmm. know why I like struggle with it so much but so I always relate to like other people more um that like come from different cultures and and I don't know why I've like created this like I don't know this separation of like who I am and with what other people think I I don't know anyway it's um yeah yeah it's it's weird (laughs) I think that speaks to your complexity like what I yeah, I really think that it does. Like, I just think that, like, I lo- love hanging out with immigrants, too. And, mm-hmm, like, talking mm-hmm. about deep stuff, because what how I put it is that, like, you already know that there's two vastly different lifestyles available for you. And you had to make mm-hmm. a choice between them. Like, we always make a choice, don't we? Like, you have parents yeah. who have different culture from the mainstream mm-hmm. media or people around mm-hmm. you. So you sort of have to choose, like, is this right for me? Like, are they, what they're saying, is that right? Mm -hmm. And I think, especially as immigrants, like, you do have, you sort of realize that you have to make a, like, you have to, you can choose who Mm -hmm. you're going to be. And Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that just, that sort of awareness does make you more complex yeah so that uh, that might be what you're feeling <laughs> i love it i think complex is a much better compliment than confused i will yeah. take it <laughs> no complex all the way not confused <laughs> not confused I, i'm just a complex person okay it, yeah it, it's a mature yeah, person so, so what was it like growing up in Vancouver? Because I also grew up in Vancouver, but you know, Vancouver is so Asian heavy, but I know in North Van, it's not that Asian heavy, right? It's more it wasn't like that, yeah. white. I would yeah. say like, yeah, like less than 10% was Asian, which is, oh, wow. yeah, kind of surprising compared to like Richmond mm-hmm. or places like that. Exactly, exactly. What I found interesting about, I think, growing up in North Van is like North, I don't, I think you know North Van, like there's a lot of um, professionals there. Like it's a really expensive area, but it's not. Yeah, it's the fancy, it's like West Van, North Van are similar. Yeah, they're very similar, mm-hmm. but also there's a different vibe because I, I went to a school called Handsworth in North Vancouver, mm-hmm. which was like up on the Grouse Mountain where there were a lot of great houses there Mm -hmm. and people who were like there were families that was like deeply rooted in the the community like there were not many immigrants like people owned that house for a long time and like most of the people were very much educated very gentle like super like it was so easy to be there like it was just really comfortable Mm -hmm. and um yeah like there were a lot of lawyers and like but when I went to and I moved to my school to Westman High, um, when I was great ten, sorry, <laughs> yeah, no, you're fancy. Okay, go on. That yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it became very fancy, and I didn't move mm-hmm. where I was living. Um, mm-hmm. But when I went to Westman, like I, my friend um, talked me into to doing this IB program. <laughs> Yeah, oh, okay, like international yeah. baccalaureate. Um, that's for like whatever, mm-hmm. like the smart kids or something, like who's willing to stay up exactly all night. Yeah, yeah. for days like on end. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going there, uh, starting from grade ten, and that was a whole different vibe. Like West Bend is way more expensive than North Van even, and it's one of the yeah. most expensive places in North America. I heard. According to yeah, like stats from like a yeah. couple of years ago, so the people West there, I could tell, were very different culture. Like there were so many white kids there, like mostly white mm-hmm. kids. Like I saw, mm-hmm. like throughout the whole 
um, school, there was like one black like siblings. <laughs> one black. I'm serious. Wow. And I realized when yeah. I saw them, it was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, the blacks could stay here. Like I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind because I think in North Bend, oh. I haven't seen mm-hmm. any black kid like in Hensworth. Yeah, yeah was... we don't we don't have a our our black population in Vancouver is quite low like a lot of people are surprised Mm -hmm. yeah it's so different compared to toronto yeah and Mm -hmm. um west fan was like um was like really fancy like kids like i would overhear the conversations that they were having um saying like where do you like to shop and like their answer was miami like oh my god i'm serious (laughs) they like take private jets and like go shop at different places i thought you were gonna say like oh, i like to shop at chanel i didn't think they were gonna say like a i different, mean they like, had chanel they, they had oh chanel and i remember yeah. like my pe teacher who was this like really like young um female like teacher mm-hmm. was really pretty she was drooling mm-hmm. over the kids like chanel bags oh <laughs> <laughs> the teachers can't afford the bags, you know, but the, yeah. the kids can. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I still oh keep in touch God. with some of the non-IB kids. Like, most of the really mm-hmm. rich kids um, were, like, the non-IB kids. And mm-hmm. IB kids oh. were, like, we, we could stand out. Like, we were nerdy as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <of> them. <laughs> and, yeah, they, uh, yeah, I still keep in touch with some of them and... Uh, like after graduation they just traveled for like five years oh, yes. that's <laughs> the life man wow so like so growing up in vancouver like with all the rich kids i guess i guess with the rich kids there wasn't a lot of bullying it sounds like it sounds like you were pretty like, yeah they were too busy you know thinking about their next vacation to even consider the fact that you're not the same skin color or anything yeah i don't think i was majorly bullied i still do remember um certain memories though like mm-hmm. when you remember a name from like your elementary school either you were really close or they like left something with you <laughs> right right yep. and i remember mm-hmm. yeah certain i think names and memories associated with it and um when it comes to like identity i did want to share that recently um i was re- i had the session for BIPOC so yeah the black mm-hmm. indigenous and people of color um, mm-hmm. from this fellowship that really wants to create regenerative leaders like sustainable leaders and they're all about mm-hmm. connecting to emotions and our experiences and being healers of the world as oh, hippie as it sounds <laughs> it sounds super hippie I'm kind of into it but it's it does sound very hippie but it's very down to earth which is the perfect mm-hmm. combination that I like- love Right, right. Yeah. Nice. So, um, and we were reflecting on exactly this topic, identity. Like, when did your identity start uh, forming? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when did you realize, especially about race, because that was the topic of the conversation, like, when did you realize your racial identity? And, yeah, just continuing from what I shared before about the mm-hmm. social aspect, especially for me, right? And I think for a lot of mm-hmm. people, too, which is kind of most important part of our life um, Mm -hmm. how we relate to other people and I remember this one time uh, grade nine or something like that that's already like three years into um, being in Canada I thought I was like well adjusted I was making friends with mostly (laughs) Asian kids and immigrant kids Um, but I had had a few friends and I was getting more comfortable with English 
Um, but mm-hmm. I were at this one time, um, this girl was, uh, we were in a PE class, gym class, and they were picking um, the people to be in their teams. Mm-hmm. And this girl um, just pointed at me and said, you. And the teacher said, like, you should call her by her name. And mm-hmm. she said, I don't know her name. And I think there was like, was, the teacher probably asked, like, why do you not know her name or something like that? And she said, she never yeah. talks. But oh, like, snap. that got to me. Yeah, it really got you, to me. Calling you out in front of everybody. Yeah. But yeah. what I was shocked by was that was never part of that identity in my vocabulary. Because oh. I am not a person who's that shy, like originally. Right. And mm. because of that language barrier, because of this new adjustment uh, period, I had taken on right. something else and I was behaving like something else. But, but you you weren't even you didn't even notice you were doing it. No, until I thought moment. I was fine. I thought I was talking well, you enough. Were, yeah, because you were class president in Korea for, you know, like yeah. so long. And, you know, yeah. So you're the super sociable outgoing person in korea and now in canada you're known as the girl that doesn't talk that's so crazy yeah and that's when i realized oh like i am not myself i should like there's an urgency Mm. to uh, me trying to be more who i am proud of right right Mm. yeah wow that's crazy so like so after that i guess you did you, so I guess you must have taken more conscious actions to be like, okay, I'm not this shy girl. Um, but at the same time, it must have been really hard because you're in a completely different environment, different culture, and you're speaking a different language. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all about that inner security and confidence. And I, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm saying like I didn't have it. <laughs> Even <laughs> into like university. <laughs> Even until recently. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just, um, language barrier was for me like, I took it as shame. Um, yeah. And I really didn't need to. Like, I, I just realized mm. I, like, I want to live in a world where people don't have to be ashamed of mispronunciation. Yep. yep. Or, I agree. Yeah, in articulation. Because mm-hmm. even natives could, if, you, if you're not really that articulate, like, could feel that shame. And shame just has no place. Like, you could improve in communication, but... Mm-hmm. You don't have mm-hmm. to feel that sh- much shame. And I think it was all internal. Like, not a lot of people gave it to me. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, it was, like, part of my life, right? Like, people did misunderstood me. People didn't get it. Like, I made a mistake when I was, like, mm-hmm. on, the, on my first year of being in Canada where my friend mm-hmm. asked me if I was mad at someone. And I said yes because I didn't know what mad at meant. And then it became, oh. like, a whole conflict. Yeah. Oh, no. And... <laughs> It's like things like that where like now you're careful with your words like and you just have right. you just know so little. So most of the time you kind of don't have a lot to share. Yeah. Because you don't yeah, know how to know. express it. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Dang. So like, um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I've never I've never spoken to someone who grew up in in uh, West Van before. Huh. <laughs> My bubble is so, so small. You're so fancy. Um, oh, no. So... <laughs> I wasn't fancy at all. Um, so I was, um, I wanted to talk more about how your, your Korean identity played into um, growing up here. I think 
we've been like as a world like in the western part of the world we've been talking a lot about race and stereotypes yes yes uh i i think that asian especially korean does have really great stereotypes Yeah, Koreans are like at the at the top of the Asian food chain right now. Like, yes. like you guys, you guys are killing it in like every single aspect. It's crazy. I know, like yeah. in culture as well. Like people would just yeah. talk to me about K-pop, and they know so much about Korea, even sometimes more than I do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be weird sometimes, hey. I'm just flattered, you know. There's that like that patriotism that's kind of steeped in in the in the quiet. <laughs> But again, like there's something about dynamic identity and a flat identity. So like if yes. someone just sees me as only Korean, I would feel yeah. a little offended, right? Because mm -hmm. like you're not willing to learn more about me. You're not seeing me for who I am because I came here when I was 12. Like yeah. a part of me is like, it's like half of me is more Canadian than just Korean. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So if... I meet a new person and all they want to talk about is like if they're like attributing only the Korean aspects of me that mm. would not being that would not be like doing justice I think like to getting us like that would get in the way of like us learning about each other yeah yeah, yeah. for sure anyways Korean the, yeah. yeah I don't know the, the Korean thing is a little bit weird because I feel like I'm sure like when you were growing up like in Canada you're just like yeah whatever I'm just a person and then out of nowhere everyone's like hey you're Korean oh yeah. my god that's so cool k-pop k-drama mm -hmm. whatever whatever right so so yeah I find like yeah I find it like so interesting um mm. for how how Koreans uh, must feel right now because I'm sure the Koreans in Korea like no big deal right they're just like wow people outside of Korea know what BTS is but I think the 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 interesting thing is for Korean Canadians or Korean Americans or whatever because like shit has really blown up and it and it's really interesting um I, I wanted mm -hmm. to to switch the conversation because we were talk we we talked a little bit earlier before we were recording about mm -hmm. how you you kind of we're struggling a little bit with your your culture and your sexuality and no, mm. knowing what i know about korea uh i know koreans are like very conservative mm -hmm. and very religious mm -hmm. and among those things are like you have to be straight and you have to get married and yeah. have kids to yeah. like blah 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 so i was wondering if you could share a little bit about your your story in oh that man i struggled big time <laughs> big time let's 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 get into it yeah it's so funny because like i feel like the chapter on it is a little closed right now for me thank goodness um, okay. okay. Yeah, which is really great. It's just like I'm. I feel like the whole storm has passed a little bit, um, and so I could talk about it um, pretty freely. But if you talk yeah. to me, even like two years ago, or like a year mm. ago, even, <laughs> mm. I think you, you we would have found me like deeply confused and like getting a little emotional. Um, mm. because for me, my experience is that. I was, my mom is a Catholic slash Christian. Mm -hmm. But what's more important is that my family is very conservative, just like, just as usual. Like, we never talked about sex or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't even joke about it. We just don't, like, don't talk about it. But yeah. I was raised in Canada, right? Like, that's all we talk yeah. about when we're teenagers. Yeah. 
So totally. I learned all these things outside, and there's such like homogeneity in Western media. Like if you、yes. look at Netflix, like where、mm-hmm. like any of the things that are created,、um, it's all about just freedom and sexuality. Like you do you,、yes. nobody can tell you. As、yeah. great as that is, that's not like that's like sending one message. And mm-hmm, sexuality mm-hmm. in general is actually more complex, and、yep. um, it's you can't just tell like different cultures.、Um, say like you you can't just label all the different cultures as、um, as wrong because they actually do carry some wisdom in it. For example,、mm-hmm. like protection. Mm-hmm. Like like I know that Western media does have like protection, but yes, the best form of protection is also. Being extra conservative, like not sleeping with other people that you don't want to. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like guaranteeing not getting pregnant, just like just don't. Abstinence, just don't, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> And also, yeah,、um, it, people do get、um, hurt a lot. Like I in in like being、um, like if you follow just the Western media's portrayal of being free. With your sexuality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah,、um, I like endorsed fully,、um, th- like the the faith that there is God, and that、yes. yeah. um, I got into Christianity,、mm-hmm. and when I was grade twelve, so right before university, and that was my very active choice, and that was coming from my a spiritual experience that I had. And I've been having spiritual experiences ever since, so it's been like ten years. Interesting. Yeah, so that's why, like, it's deeply in, in, like rooted in my like in my identity. Also, is that I believe、mm-hmm. that there's God. I have integrity that is like I'm living in front of God at all times.、Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't matter. So, like,、mm, my code of conduct also comes from there. I feel deeply loved by God. And like my security comes from that, knowing that I'm fully accepted and like loved.、Um, mm. Anyways, so、um, but and like,、uh, like the faith just got deepened、um, through my life experiences. Like I almost died in India, and that's when I was like、mm. praying <laughs> about like、yeah. two things, and like they were just achieved. Like I would get answers to the prayers. In very dramatic ways, and like my faith was just deepened, deepened. So I like even、yeah. shaved my head at that time because I was like, I'm dedicating myself to God, and like what He has, to, <laughs> what like the work, you know, like I was. Is is that it? Is that a Christian thing? I know like Buddhists like shave their heads, but yeah, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I know, right? I guess like it's like <laughs> like getting rid of the distractions because I oh, okay, liked okay. dating. I liked the attention that I was getting. Totally. From other people, yeah, and、mm-hmm. you know, like first year of uni can be full, full like very full of pheromones, <laughs> hectic, yeah, and yeah. people just trying to get to get with each other, yeah. So totally, honestly, like I just felt like there were so many distractions. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you shaved your head in university? I did, yeah, as、Dang. I was going into the second year of university. And that was because,、uh-huh. yeah, like I went to India like at the end of year one, and I had like、mm-hmm. a day vision where I felt like God was telling me to go to education, and my heart was like、mm-hmm. passionate for the inequalities of the world, 
and I was studying yeah. international development studies. So like I was getting like the history of how the world got to be so unequal. And, mm. and that actually is deeply rooted in all of the history. Like we made it this way. It wasn't always that way. Yeah. So there was yeah, totally. exploitation that took place. It's still taking place economically. Yeah. And so money and power. Oh yeah. Yeah. In smaller <laughs> and bigger scales, like mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. It's just like that's because mm-hmm. of human nature. <laughs> it is We're we're greedy, selfish people, eh? We're evil. We could be. Like that's the thing, is like we have the means to go either way, like very easily. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. And that's mm. why, and it's very easy also to go not that way. Like as long as our, yes, yeah. like a lot of, I think people who are behaving that way, they're actually ad- acting out of insecurity or fear mm-hmm. or sometimes just like pride or thinking yeah. that things are not going to reach them like coronavirus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So I did shave my head, but um, and then, like, all the guys were, like, hitting on me before they disappeared, right? Like, I only got, like, really good <laughs> friends who would stick by me. So that was super successful. Like, it was more successful than I imagined it would be. Like, it was, like, oh, as successful as I imagined it would be. It was perfect. This is a, P- the, this is a PSA. If if you're an attractive woman and you want guys to stop hitting on you, shave your shave head. Shave your head. You look intense. And, like, plus that, like, everybody, who whoever asked, like, like I was like super like a lot of people who have this passion about the world or whatever who's like super mm-hmm. emotional about it um they tend to be very intense when they're young especially when they're young cuz they're like freshly oh. getting into it just like okay. Greta like you're like you have a few mm. you're filled with anger because you're so confused about why yeah. other people are behaving that way cuz you right, also right. haven't experienced the world so you haven't seen yeah. the darker side of you yet yourself because because you're so you're so idealistic i think when you're yeah young, yeah yeah that's the thing so you're mm-hmm. filled with anger so like i was filled with so much frustration and anger at the world while having a shaved <laughs> head so nobody could like mm-hmm. come oh so you you really look like the crazy girl <laughs> yeah yeah like i you know those girls like who's like it just stands out because you're they're wearing like um like, oh, like what Buddha will wear or something yeah uh, oh oh okay or that yeah 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 I think totally. I was yeah but um talking just going back to there's a reason why I'm saying all these because like they're all related and when mm. I shaved my head and it started growing up like the the hair started to grow like I had a like pixie cut and that mm. actually drew the wrong population oh yeah so as in in like yeah yeah (laughs) so i was asked a lot like if i was and Mm -hmm. um i had this friend um this is becoming more the vulnerable part um Mm -hmm. and i'll still share like a little bit Uh, i had a friend even from a church like here like i was um praying every day like being being different and Mm. i had a friend who became my best friend and i really love caring for other people especially more than so she became like my baby and she called me mama and like everybody would know like 
I'm just gonna call her Heather. Let's say Heather is with Helen. Like Helen is always with Heather. Like we were just like on inseparable. One plus one. But one plus buy one, one get one free. Yeah. Like they would just <laughs> yeah. talk to like our mutual friends would only like message mm-hmm. one of us and like invite both mm-hmm. of us. Um, right. Okay. Okay. But what happened was um, I had like I, I would just spend some time in prayer and like worship, and I felt like God was like talking to me very straight. Like mm-hmm. there is. There are these things that some people believe that God, we can communicate with God, and that's I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I would get this like impression on my heart a lot of times, like where like I would think thoughts that I would never think of before. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, like you would check it with someone, like if that thought is for someone, and like it would be very accurate. And like there are these experiences that I think some Christians have, some Catholics have, like. I'd, I've looked into other religions, but yeah, so far, just the two. And mm-hmm. I just felt like I was saying, like, you love her more than me. And, like, my heart just dropped to the floor. And, like, I started, what? like, rambling, saying, like, oh, like, I, I love you so much. And I can't believe that I love her more than you. And, like, my heart was, like, beating. And I made a promise I won't talk to her for a month. Talk to her for a month, and then interesting. It is really yeah, and like no lie about it. Like there are these experiences, and there it's countless almost now. It's after like ten years, and Mm. yeah, like asked for confirmations, and I was getting confirmations in the scripture. All that to say was like I went to talk to her. I let her go with my friends to have poutine because that was my plan before, but I was Mm -hmm. praying instead, asking for confirmations, and I felt like when. I felt like that was really true. Um, I called her to this cafe and I talked to her. Like, I, it's not about you, but I don't think that I can see you for a month. Mm. And she just actually like flipped out in that public space. And she started telling me that she saw my picture on Facebook. And she mm. had multiple girlfriends before. And she thought that I was attractive. So she ta- told other friends that... Um, she's gonna go after me oh, and so okay. it was really never that relationship like I that part was hidden from me but all that to say was uh, <laughs> we ended up having a little bit of com- like relationship later on um, and I thought it was just because I was frustrated with God about another thing that I felt like hmm, yeah I'll just do whatever I want because I felt like this is going into that area of like if like homosexuality is a sin or not and i don't want to address that mm-hmm. and i think it is like my sense is that it, sexuality is a very complex thing and there's so much biology and science involved as well like so um everybody's story is very different like just because you can mm-hmm. put a label on a group doesn't mean that you have the same experience or you have the mm-hmm. same uh, propensity so I just feel like it's an individual journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And I think it's uh, as society progresses and we're kind of heading into the gender non-binary and like um, all, all the all the things, uh, it, it will ver- definitely be very individual. So yeah, it's really interesting. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing that with me. Because I know, yeah, I know like, I mean, I don't know, but I was going to say, like, I know, like, religion and Christianity is quite conservative. And, and I have other friends that are, like, their family is deeply Christian, but then they're, like, my friend's, like, a lesbian or something. And she's just, like, I know, like, the second I come out, I'm going to lose my entire family. 
Yeah. And, and I know I felt yeah, like that right? too. So, mm. Right. So it, it's a very tough thing to go through and, and to not have like to just feel like, wow, this one thing can destroy my whole life. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It's a very it's a very crazy thing to have to think about and consider. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I was I was gonna ask I was just gonna touch on like uh mental health and stuff like that. Yeah, so that actually led to mental breakdown. Yeah. Do you mind sharing a bit about that? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I after that I had a period where I felt rejected from my church. But but your church didn't know or did they know? They got to know later. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yikes. they sort of and... um yeah, like I'm I'm not talking the whole church or anything, but um especially I think the leader above me at the time um didn't treat it entirely with that sympathy or empathy and knowing like how young I was. Like I was barely mm-hmm. twenty and this is this could be a very confusing time. So right, right. like you have to ha- like approach it with so much gentleness and support. Like you need, like yeah. I was this um yeah person like whose family was in Korea now, and oh. yeah so like I was I felt like I had to take care of myself and I didn't even have that skill yet, and then mm-hmm. I had to digest um what this meant, the identity part. If I was gonna lose my faith, if it was even compatible with my faith. Um, who can I t- tell this now or who can- I can't tell this now? Like that, w- that was actually my first experience that I couldn't be 100% open with 100% of people. Right. And I think like that just brought me like confusion and shame and just feeling that discomfort that I didn't know how to divide myself before and I didn't have to thankfully I think people come to that place um at sometimes earlier um where you realize that other people can really hurt you when you show yourself 100% so even if it's a very core and it's alive like this issue was very alive to me like this is all I wanted to talk about but I couldn't Mm -hmm. talk about it because I didn't know how their worldview was going to influence that result, like the, the feedback. That you were going to get. Yeah. yeah, and they were very different. The feedback would be very different. In Christian circles, it would be like, oh, like what? And you'll be like, ah, oh, like I'll pray for you. Like I'll help you. Like this is a <laughs> horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like that would be like from filtered through their belief, right? And I would just right. go to like non non Christian friends, and they would be like, hundred percent different. Like ah, like be yourself. Like, and that's mm-hmm. also not really helpful in for me to navigate this because it wasn't just about family that I could say like, yeah, they're they're close minded. I I I can just leave it at that. I can just mm-hmm. be myself or whatever. But this was like my faith that I was struggling with. Right. So, right. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's just those are like the ingredients um like the way that you can't really you feel like you're kind of stuck. Uh, you can't even mm-hmm. process that. You don't know how to process that. And the mm-hmm. when the questions that you're asking yourself is way too big for you to handle at that point. Mm-hmm. That is um 
yeah, one of the core ingredients. If you look at a recipe book for, I think, mental breakdown. Yeah. Mm. And so I remember, like, it was just, I felt like I needed to figure this out, like, ASAP. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't something that I could figure out. Like, who, who, like people go through their lifetime dating different people and realizing pieces of themselves. Yes, yeah. You totally learn more about yourself through every relationship you have. And also, yeah, not just even relationship, but life experiences, right? And, like, learning yeah, even yeah. through other people's journeys and just learning mm-hmm. more about life and, like, what does a 20-year-old know to make a decision if I was only attracted to women or if I was attracted to men and women because I had boyfriends before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like and there's a whole faith part for me was a kicker um, Mm -hmm. because I just like as a Christian like you don't you save yourself for the time of marriage right yeah so I couldn't just go out and testify I could be with a guy oh okay at that point yeah. my only reference right. was being with a girl right right so like it wasn't something that I could jump around and see and mm-hmm. and um yeah I think it took me years uh to have different experiences also and to also sort out, it was actually related to um, the whole worldview, culture, and identity that we talked about before as Korean, too. Mm. Later in therapy, I just realized. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is So, like, so f- now, you know, you're still, like, a devout Christian. Mm. Um, would you, do you have any sort of label for yourself in terms of your sexuality or uh mm. like would, would it be safe to say like you're straight or you're like bisexual or anything like that or do you just not really identify with any sort of uh labels related to sexual orientation so um like the label is the funny part it's like if you look at someone's history if you look at mm-hmm. my history you would label me as bisexual okay yeah, yeah but right now I am not dating, not really interested. And also, oh, I, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I just, love I'm it. I'm just saying, but I'm like, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's great. <laughs> like, and it's that's so another good. thing that I feel like when I was w- consuming a lot of media, mm-hmm. I felt like I, like, you know, 40 Year Virgin, that, that movie, yes. things like that was like kind of misleading. Mm-hmm. It's like life is so great. And, like, without having that, like, dating part inside of us, you know, in our lives. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I know I know what you mean. Like, uh, there's this huge push in society to, like, get married and have children and stuff yeah. like that. And, and to do it, you, unless you're, like, you come from a culture that where your parents match you up with someone, you kind of have to do it yourself. Right. And, and it's a lot of work and it's exhausting. And especially in the climate we live in now with like all the dating apps, it's, it's really a nightmare. I would say. It is. And people get hurt. (laughs) I see it all the time. (laughs) Right. So yeah, it's, it's, um, but you know what I find interesting and, and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but, uh, 
because you know the younger generation they're so cool have you noticed that like i think the zoomer yeah like the zoomer generation (laughs) like they they're born with the internet like from from like the second they're like breathe their first breath of air whatever and they're so like open-minded and like you know like they're all like non-gender binary and like all this stuff like all these new labels all these all these new words i have to learn Mm -hmm. um but they're they're also like very open-minded and they're very innovative like if you look at a lot of uh like how how new things are are being done or how things are being done in general Mm -hmm. like it's so progressive right and and i'm thinking maybe in the future dating and partnerships won't even really be a thing maybe people will look (laughs) at that as something of the past because you know like now we're we're getting into like polyamory and like whatever Mm -hmm. um i'm not like into that but or maybe i'm not into it yet i don't know (laughs) but like um yeah yeah who knows right but then yeah I, I think maybe the idea of like a partnership with just one person um will be a thing of the past because because even now like when you get married and you have kids guess what everyone's getting divorced now right so then you're, you're having these like two broken families come together and to to have what we call a mixed or blended family right yeah. so as things progress more maybe we'll just get rid of all the labels and people will just kind of do their own thing i don't know if it, i'm not saying it's good or bad but it's just it's interesting how, how things are progressing it is interesting we've gone through a lot of changes i mean yeah um actually like i think i need to clarify like i do want to get married (laughs) do all that traditional Mm -hmm. stuff like that's where i Mm -hmm. am but Mm -hmm. yeah i think yeah like it's like life is complex and there are so much more aspects of life that you could really focus on and enjoy um Mm. too and sometimes like when i talk to some of my friends um they seem to like have this idea like when you're not i don't know like they were they really looking for something there that they maybe shouldn't look Mm. shouldn't search there you know like that sort of um that meaning of life or that could really give you that sense of so much peace and fulfillment Mm -hmm. um so like you're saying they're more looking for like like they're always like stressing out about why they don't have a boyfriend yeah yeah like okay okay just that aspect just kind of um yeah makes me a little sad like it it is it's such a great thing like i love Mm -hmm. like when like i do believe in like i teal up i I want to get there where like you stick by a partner for like 30 years like whoever that is that sort of loyalty that sort of deep relationship where you make each other like you invest in another person and when it's mutual and when Mm -hmm. like like uh, what's really great great about like marriage is that it's like traditional marriage or let's stick to that for now like is that you make each other open up to another person fully be themselves without feeling shame and there's so much security that comes from there because you're like Mm -hmm. this is like a lifer and even when you right. have a friend like that, like that just like gives you that extra joy and security of life. You know, you can do whatever mm. you you want to and be yourself and you'll be accepted. I think yeah, like that's no, what totally. people are looking for in a relationship, like to be looked at, I, to have the attention, to be loved. I Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree. And I think that's what relationships like should be Mm -hmm. uh i think the issue now is that people are so emotionally unavailable uh Mm -hmm. so and and because they are emotionally unavailable or they haven't like um 
check their past trauma, childhood wounds or whatever, mm-hmm. that they're getting into relationships with all this extra baggage and then their relationships go wrong and they don't know why. Right. And, and I yeah. think, and I think it's really important to understand yourself and find yourself mm-hmm. um, in whatever way that may be and know like why you're, you want to engage in a relationship with this person in general and, and make things clear. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why where a lot of relationships fail is like people go, go into it both wanting different things and then getting upset that they don't understand each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Again, it's a lot easier said than done. I, I do find it a lot more simple back like in like Amish, like Mennonite <laughs> heterite cultures where they just know like you're a woman. Okay. You're going to be married and have kids. And then it's just so simple. But now with, with a lot of freedom actually comes a lot of like complexity too. Oh, hundred so, percent. Right? I think it's like, part so of that. <laughs> yeah. Globalization process. Like mm. for human beings, like there's the financial aspect, there's like all these trades going on, like that reducing the price and like environmental aspect. Psychologically, we just mm-hmm. are open to so many different lifestyles and uh, we see it in front of us. Like otherwise, like we would just be exposed to what our community believed before and the way of yeah. life that's there. Now, like mm-hmm. I can look at Middle Eastern TV, like just at my fingertip. Like I can look at Korean one. I look at like it's just available, and yes, yes. I think that's um, leading to like that requires more ability to process and mm. to process like what that means to those individuals, especially when they're totally. young. Yeah, and that's that is like actually the main um sort of reason why i'm studying what i'm studying right now yeah Yeah. no because you're you're studying um jewish education right yeah yeah why why is that (laughs) it's like it's kind of an interesting choice it is it's really random and i had this idea from like for six years and i never really jumped on it because i felt like it was random it was not gonna lead to anywhere (laughs) like um Mm -hmm. i didn't get the courage to start it but um the uh, Jew- Jewish education really does well compared to, um, I would say, like the modern education in the Western world, mm-hmm. is that they really care about how individual makes choices and instilling wisdom and values, and especially mm-hmm. like knowing who you are. And so... Mm-hmm. Like, I like that aspect. Like, I felt like I, as I was, like, as we discussed all of this, uh, I didn't even know what I was processing. And mm-hmm. nobody really, yeah, I mean, it gave me the skills to process it. And I had to learn it by myself, which is fine. Um, but I feel like we could teach them a little better. Because the feelings inside... When those are put into words that, like, not mm-hmm. for other people, but for you to understand. And, like, mm-hmm. that is brought up to the cognitive level. Like, you have such clarity. And now you know what you're dealing with. But a lot of times, mm-hmm. faced with anything that is deep experience, when you don't have the words for it, or even, yeah, like, or not supported to talk it out, or have, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just... It could be, it could be repressed without even you knowing. Right. 
Yeah. And then people think like when you repress things, they'll go away, but they actually just manifest in like um, not very productive ways later on in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so no, I, I think it's really cool that you're studying that. Mm, it, it, I, yeah, I just started it. But it's really cool. It's what I wanted to study. I'm real. Yeah, I'm enjoying the studies. And it yeah. does teach that sort of wisdom. Um, hope, hopefully not like one way. Like nobody can tell you who you are. Totally. And that usually backfires. So like mm. even in an Amish place, you might feel very secure because everybody thinks the same there. But mm. now you are not allowed to be that way. Which is for, which is actually a good direction that the humanity is moving in, right? Like, mm-hmm. it might take a little more time to digest that complexity, but it does make our life richer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, um, ho- hopefully, uh, people um, would know how to identify their worldview too like what right. they actually believe about certain things like and why like because you were taught that mm-hmm. or because you believe in certain like some values are intrinsic like mm-hmm. intrinsic like fairness let's say or like respect or like um that every like life is valuable like those things could mean a lot to you and if you're acting out of that sort of deep intrinsic value um you could yeah be you could have a really wholesome life yeah no no i yeah i think it's oh yeah i'm i'm really into that kind of stuff like i i i really like learning how about history and and how things have shaped uh the way things are now because i, I always like look at how things are now and i'm like how the fuck did it get like this <laughs> like how did this like why why is it like this and then i look back and i'm like oh, okay it's because of this and that so i think looking and exploring different ways to learn and educate people and most importantly like shape how they think um i i'm not like a type of person that wants to tell people how to think or anything like that my only no. thing is i just want people to know how to to, to critically think for themselves and I think that's the most important thing because like if people decide like this religion is good for them then if they have good reasons for it and it benefits them then that's great right I'm not here to be yeah. like yeah yeah don't do that right so yeah I just think um creating a new generation of critical thinkers would be super awesome that's the perfect yeah, no, way I- of putting it thank you <laughs> Yeah, no, like, cause, cause I know, like, when, yeah, when you, I'm sure when you tell people, like, oh, you're studying like Jewish education for your master's, everyone's like, good, good luck getting a job after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, like, if some, sometimes it's not always about getting a job, right? And yeah, yeah. Just, just doing. Yeah. It's just out of so, curiosity. So, like, I think. Exactly, and it's and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, th- yeah. Honestly, like, good job getting a job out of it. That's exactly what I tell myself. <laughs> I think that's why, like, it took me a long time to even start it. And that, that's why I'm, like, mm. actually, I have the full-time job. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm, I won't, like, go of it. <laughs> yeah, you got a backup plan. That's good. I mean, it's really, like, I, it's a little exhausting right now to... I don't know. Yeah, full-time job and you're studying for your master's? Yeah. You're crazy. I mean... You're a crazy person. And my job is um pretty demanding right now. Like, mm. I got into IT sector for the first time oh last God. year so I'm also learning a lot on mm. the job yeah so dang yeah but that's the thing is like 
um, the reason why I can't give up on this job is because of that piece. Like, <laughs> I don't, I have no idea what's going to come after the, the studies. And yeah. the reason why I can't give up on those studies is because that has been a long passion of mine that actually, totally. like, like last, um, like when I got to Toronto, I didn't think about it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Because I just felt like it was way too random and idealistic and mm-hmm. just not practical. And um, I failed at being idealistic once. Like I had a nonprofit, right? Like back in Montreal and I failed it. So like I was coming out of that and like mm-hmm. was telling myself never again. Um, mm. But when I got to Toronto, I had another like just a slow mental like a little something that was just unsatisfying and so I felt like I really needed to check my mental health again so I started to see a therapist and I remember when I was like randomly this thought came up about this studies that I wanted to do a long time ago Jewish education yes and education in general I like cried <laughs> my eyes out because it was getting me so much hope about the future i think like about the life that i actually wanted dang Mm. it sounds like to me just from from speaking to you uh here today helen that you're you put a lot of pressure on yourself hey you're like your expectations for yourself are like crazy high can you tell um yeah (laughs) Is it obvious? It's a little bit obvious. Is it? Shows it? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I know you're not asking for my advice, but yeah, I just like take it a little bit easier on yourself. Wow, I hear that all the time yeah. and I don't see why. Yeah. I don't yeah. see why yet. But <laughs> that's so yeah, funny. It, yeah, no, because I think, yeah, you're definitely like, um, uh, like high achiever and you put a lot of pressure on yourself but yeah I mean like it's good because it will get you places and stuff like that but yeah just remember to like breathe sometimes you know oh, yeah. in life yeah. yeah but thank you yeah I know I no. yeah no I can tell you're a really like passionate person and you care a lot about the world and and leaving a footprint so so I think it's it's really good. Like it's it's good to meet passionate and talk to passionate people. You know, a lot a lot of days I feel like a lot of people are very like apathetic. So mm-hmm. so it is nice and refreshing to speak to someone from such like a humanistic um, perspective. And I know that like a lot of Christians or like churchgoers kind of get a bad representation mm-hmm. like in the media because mm-hmm. they're like these crazy cult followers or whatever but i think talking to you you're like a really good example of what church means and what spirituality can really do for people um so yeah no i I think it's great that you got to share that part of you and and that uh spirituality has really helped uh, i guess keep keep you go kept you going uh, in life Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah no thank you so much for sharing that dude oh nina are you wrapping up I, I I mean we can keep going. I don't have no no. I just today. I just found it funny. Thank you so much. I treasure all your words. I really do. You're just so like free, and I love your podcast because of that. Like it's just a convert. I feel like I'm like overhearing the conversation mm-hmm. at a cafe or something yeah. like that. So super interesting conversation. <laughs> oh my god yeah no thanks for saying that i appreciate it i I get that a lot everyone's like you're such a free spirit and i'm like am Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. but i think i think i'm just really lazy but thank you no there's like genuine interest (laughs) there for other people in you 
Oh, yeah, I don't no. think you can. Yeah, fake it. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> no, I no, I I I I think we we both relate in the same way in that like we we're both just very curious people, and and we're and I think you're pretty self aware based on talking to you, right? You're so hard on yourself. You have to be self aware, you know. <laughs> And so I think I, I think I'm like a decent amount of self-aware. So I think um, and, and I want to increase that self-awareness. And the only way to do that is just by understanding other people more and and really trying to place myself in the world that is like kind of representative of, of what it is. And the only way I can do that is by understanding and talking to other people. Because I, I, I have a, I talked to a lot of people that are like, oh, my life is so hard. I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, yeah, but there's actually like so much other shit that you don't even know that's going on so like just just check yourself sometimes <laughs> so i think that's good like i think you're very self-aware in that sense so it's it's, it's awesome well you're also i was just thinking about that that's really cool <laughs> like i love your collection i feel like i was just like looking at your podcast list today mm. and i was like mm-hmm. look at all these people that she genuinely listened to like this is like Aww. this is such a yeah like good storage like of treasure Oh my God, you're so. Cu- I I also did not pay Helen to say this. This is her words. Thank you, Helen. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pay you. I didn't pay you to say. That. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, yeah, this cake that you sent me is delicious. <laughs> I'll Ven- I'll Venmo you later. Uh- <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it up. Okay. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Pass the Poutine Podcast. Thank you to my very special guest, Helen, for coming on and sharing her story. And I hope you enjoy this episode and see you on the next one. Bye. Pass, 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 pass the poutine. Pass the poutine.